0: Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Star Wars Sessions podcast. podcast oh, that he loves a good Star Wars Sessions.
1: Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is
0: the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is what the fun against...
1: Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he
0: loves a curry, he's got great hair, it's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how are you sir? I do love a curry, Matty boy. Curry. I love a curry. I love the curry. Oi, oi, Savaloy! <laughs> How on earth are you, Matty boy?
1: Uh, yeah, I put in the F in filth, my friend. Not too bad. Oh, um, nice busy weekend. I saw a busy weekend with the young, the young Padawan. Um, seen a couple of films this week as well. which is the um, the new Halloween film via Universal. Then I saw Dune on monday thanks to warner brothers i sat right next to mark commode as well and i badgered him um mate and that was that 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 put the f-i-l-t-h in filth mate so
0: it's it's been a busy weekend do you know what mate boy i can't even lie i am a bit jealous of that (laughs) dune viewing to be honest the chairs were so comfy
1: as well it was the comfiest seats i've ever sat in um but then i went to see the last duel last night as well so it's film 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 this weekend but um, but that's right on the street, isn't it's it? It's a really? bit of me, that is, that's mate. your
0: thing. It's my a bit, fan. it's a bit of you. It's a bit of Canto Bite, you know.
1: A bit so of me, it's that... a bit of me. So me, I've been up, down from the big smoke, um, hanging out with the Padawan, and really wishing I'd got more sleep. How about you, my friend? I mean, I I
0: can only imagine you've had a very uneventful weekend. Oh yes, very <laughs> uneventful. Apart from apart from Matty Boy, costuming as george lucas himself at a fancy dress party yes <laughs> come on yeah i was like mate basically it was my friend sam and rachel sam's one of my uh childhood friends and it was their uh, anniversary party and I had a great idea for it they were like you had to come as something that began with uh something or someone. That also shared the first letter of your name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Luke, everyone expected me to turn up as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, course, like Skywalker. Like like everyone. But mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what that's too it's too obvious? So I went, they said in the invite, not someone, but they could they said, yeah, you can come as an object, someone or something. I was like, Lucasfilm. I'm yeah. gonna go as Lucasfilm. <laughs> yes. And what is Lucasfilm? Hey, it's Papa George Lucas. so he subverted expectations a la ryan johnson yes well if you want to go see that check it out check check it check out what is wrong what is wrong i hope i hope i'm i hope i'm on form today boy. and i'm I'm not like it's um it's a big episode this week guys star wars filth we're talking about filth like this one is filth in a good way um yes so Man, that was good fun. If you want to look at that, go on Instagram or TikTok, and you can see me being a daft idiot on there. Um, yes. But uh, other than that, Matty boy, I am a very excited little bunny for this weekend because oh, I believe I, I, yes. I've heard something's going down. Mate, like for those who for those who don't know, this weekend
1: we are going to be pounding new World with the pastries. It's MCM <laughs> Comic Con at the Excel Centre in London. Um, if, you, if anyone's going to be there on the Friday and the Saturday, uh, Luke and myself are going to be there. We know a lot of the sessioners are coming down. A lot of Luke's buddies are going to be there as well. It's going to be a (laughs) sessions filled party. And we are going to be. Poor Mark. Poor Mark. Mark. We're going to be being very nice to Newbold. We're going to be walking around the microphones, getting some content. We'll be talking to fans, cosplayers, guests. If anybody of you want to turn up, we'll talk to you as well. We'll get you on the show. We cannot wait. And also, just to have a link up on a good time and a couple of beerios too. So, this Friday, MCM Comic Con, Lukey Boy, he can't wait to get out there. No,
0: I. And to be specific, it is the London Comic-Con because that is slightly confusing because there's, there's a few MCMs in the UK, but this is MCM London Comic-Con. We're going to be there. It's going to be filth. Um, the, fri- the Friday and Saturday is what we've got in the books anyway, so yep. it, it's going to be good fun, mate. Boy, I've been looking forward to this. I've been really, really looking forward to Since 2019. Forward. I'm pretty much sitting here like Count Dooku, <laughs> you know. And like you mentioned, oh, you know, poor old Mark Newbold getting a pastry slapped around his face. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. A sausage roll <laughs> is going to be thrown at Mark Newbold, you Just, know. And if you don't know who Mark Newbold is, he is the writer over at Fantha Tracks. Yeah. Um, it's Star Wars Insider. In and Star- I mean, Wars. this Kong. guy has this guy's been uh, like a, a solid part of star wars fandom particularly british star wars fandom for Three years decades, but decades. we w- our our focus with mark newbold is just getting a sausage roll him, so that's what's going to happen, and it, it's going to be a Greg's one, isn't it? So. It's
1: going to be a Greg's one, only a Greg's one. And uh, just a disclaimer for any children listening, we do not condone throwing things at anyone, especially pastries, even if they are cold. Right, I've done my adult bit now, but yes, right. we're going to pound him with pastries, we are going to make sure <laughs> it, they flake all over him. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're gonna, <laughs> we can't wait to meet not Mark just as much as we can't wait to meet everybody else who's going to be there. Last time we went in 2019. We met uh, we met a load of you as well. That was incredible. A lot of fun. It's just great to see everybody's face. And like we said, it's been we haven't been to a con of this magnitude since 2019. So we can't wait just to get out and get amongst our people again. So 20 uh, this coming weekend, this Friday, which is as Luke Bly has re- reliably informed me, the 22nd and 23rd of October, Comic Con. Be there or don't,
0: but we will be. Be there or be square, mate. So this is where the fun begins. Right, let's talk some Star Wars filth, Matty Boy. Let's get involved. Let's, let's do, do, it. do it.
1: Let's do it. Before we get onto that, I can hear the bong of Big Ben Kenobi, which only means one thing, my friend. Matty Boy, it must mean, it must mean,
0: it's the Galactic News Round. Readers of the recently released The Secrets of the Sith book may have been treated to the first canonical image of Darth Plagueis. The digital Star Wars Vision soundtrack is now available from Walt Disney Records. Christopher Walken has reflect on his failed audition for Star Wars and admits he would have been awful... ...in the role of Han Solo. And finally, Snoop Dogg
1: and Ice Cube have a new music video coming out this week... ...themed around The Mandalorian called Big Subwoofer. Hey, this is Vanessa
2: Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels... ...and you're listening to Star Wars
1: Sessions probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, tonight, we are taking the plunge. We've had this particular episode on the back burner for probably the best part of, I want to say, 18 months, basically, since the rise of Skywalker, certainly since lockdown started. We've been meaning to do an episode on Raylo, uh, specifically kind of diving into... What is it all about? Why is it so popular? Why do people like it? Why do people not like it? The legacy, the impact, everything that you can imagine that is Reylo-centric. We're going to talk about it because it has permeated and punctuated the fandom since since The Force Awakens. And with every release of the sequels, that passion got bigger and bigger, and it grew until into, into it became this phenomenon within itself. It was It's unbelievable to see how much... The Raylo uh, group has grown, but of course, with that, there are also people on the other side who, who aren't into it. They, they just don't believe in it, and we'll touch upon that as well. So, Luke and myself are going to be diving into this uh, treacherous waters. However, I am so grateful to say that we're not alone, because tonight we are joined <laughs> by Swedish Royalty. She's been on the show before, she's a patron, and she's an absolutely stellar part of the fandom it's Matilda Backland, all the way from Sweden. Matilda, the Queen of Raylo. How are you?
3: I'm good. So glad to be here on the sessions tonight. Yes.
0: yes. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Do you, know, do you know what, Mabel? I'm going to have a drink. I can't even <laughs> lie. Do you know what, Matilda, as well... It's a special occasion, like Matty Boy said with Raylo episode. We've wanted to do this for so long. Um, usually, I have a beerio or a water or something—I don't know, something else. Tonight, I've gone for a glass of wine to commemorate Ooh. to commemorate the Raylo special, the That's Raylo good. episode. That's so good. here we go. There we go. I'm having a cheeky Shiraz. Nineteen Crimes is from nice. Australia, which you're familiar with, aren't you, Matilda? Yeah, right? I yeah, am. You lived there, right?
3: Yeah, for you.
0: Mm. Right, okay. Enough with the wor- real world rubbish. You need <laughs> real world stuff. Exactly. Because um, we're talking about Raylo. Raylo, I think it would be fair to say, was one of the most <laughs> popular things to come out of the sequel trilogy with many people, but also maybe for a lot of people I'm unpopular too. But it was definitely one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things people still talk about. You know, years out of the sequel trilogy now, people are still debating Raylo. They're still talking about it. They're still writing about it, releasing books about it. Yep. So it's obviously a big deal for so many people. Yep. Matty Boy and I have been very honest about Raylo. That we're not, we're not diehards. We're not necessarily the biggest fans. Although I'm going to speak for myself here, I've come round to the whole Raylo thing a lot. Especially, especially in the last few months,
1: yeah. mine is but, more down to knowledge of it. It's I understand yeah. it, I get it, but I want to know what fuels d- the desire because my my knowledge is very top level. I see what I see in the films, and I I bend my will to that. But the stuff I've been reading in the last few months, weeks, and days leading up to this says uh, it, it goes further than that, and so there so many kind of real world and historical. Uh, elements that people put into it where I'm thinking, well, hold on, maybe I'm the one in the wrong here. So it's going to be interesting. Right. Right. And Matilda, that's
0: kind of where you come in. Yeah. So, so do you no want to, ex- yeah, no pressure. Do you want to come in and explain to the listeners basically what is Raylo? Just uh, a brief summary of what Raylo is and what it means to you and basically why we've asked you to come onto this podcast
3: um, seriously, I could say that Raylo basically is the reason why I am here today, why I am in, an active member of the community, because it really got me hooked on Star Wars when, it, when I realized, oh, hang on, what's going on? And uh, it's definitely like a subculture to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, and when I think of Raylo, I remember, you know, the first time you heard the word Brangelina, you know,
2: yes, mm. you know, the
3: combination between Brad and, and Angelina Jolie, mm. and that's the same thing with Rayl and Kylo. Raylo, um, and the expression I think was popularized on social media platforms, especially mm-hmm. after TJ, but I don't know, it may even have appeared before that, I'm not sure. Um, and I guess a few people may have noticed the attraction in TFA, but it, it became more obvious in the development of the diet relationship in the last yeah. Jedi, where Ray went from you know passionately hating Kylo to actually feeling some kind of compassion for him, and I would say that that is arguably arguably a form of love. Right. And they kind of united around their shared feelings of loneliness. You know, you're not alone. Neither are you. No, know, Ray <laughs> and Kylo. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, like that. <laughs> I like that impression.
3: When when did you boys notice that that their relationship probably wasn't like platonic? Um
1: for me it was they definitely TLJ because in the Force Awakens uh, it starts it started with an abduction and then Ooh. it uh, went from there um and obviously by the end they have they have the fight on Starkiller base but at no yeah. point during that did I think yeah they ju- they're just you know they're playing hard to get with each other no not whatsoever <laughs> In the Last Jedi, <laughs> like you say, like you said, it's the compassion. Ray yeah. Ray starts to kind of see the cracks in in the facade of Kylo Ren or Ben Solo now, and obviously we get the scene in the hut, You know the the, the now iconic finger touch, which in the cinema I thought was great because the sound design in that moment is stellar. Oh, it's yeah.
0: perfect,
1: and but it's it, it's when they're having a, you know the Force Skype the beginning of the dyad, You can there, there is a shift. It's more yeah. it's more argumentative than confrontational, it starts to become, and then it obviously develops into something else. But it was de for me, it was definitely the last Jedi. But what about you, Lukey Boy?
0: Okay, so I started to notice this kind of like like what you said, Matilda, like a cult following um with the Raylow crowd, not long after the Force Awakens. Okay. So yeah. after The Force Awakens online, like in a lot of forums, I would start to see this word Raylo, Raylo. And it was obviously, it, it was obvious what it meant. And so I, I, I dived into it a little bit. But as you probably know, Matilda, and as a lot of people feel, um, including my missus and a lot of people I know, I was always uh, Rin or Finray, <laughs> yeah. whatever, Fay, whatever people want to call it. Um, I always thought that Finn was going to be the the love interest, and I always thought that was clear, even in the Force Awakens and in the Last Jedi. Now, there's a few ways to interpret that, but you know, again, arguably, there's a few ways to interpret Raylo too, okay. because there, there was still obviously some sort of relationship. But I'm not necessarily implying a romantic relationship right now. From a neutral perspective, there was a connection between those all those guys. Right. So it's just my interpretation at the time was, well, it's obviously Finn and Ray. You know, um, they shared a connection in in the Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, you know, the first person um Finn asks about when he wakes up, or the first thing he says when he wakes up is where's Ray? You know, and yeah. Ray, while she's on Octo, is like, Look, ask about this, this, and also ask about Finn. Like so from my perspective it was was Finn Ray, Rin. Finn whatever that is, <laughs> Faye. Um with with the Raylo stuff, I like you said, Matilda, by The Last Jedi, like this stuff was ramping up like mad. Like and I suppose when I'm saying um fe uh fey, rin, whatever, there's not really a word for that. Whereas no. there's clearly a word for Raylo. Yeah. Right? Which is maybe a testament for that movement and a testament to that following. Um but that's kind of my little brief, brief introduction to Raylo for me. I mean, sure. there's, there's loads of, there's loads of things to deep dive into this, but the portrayal in the films, do you think that Raylo is clearly displayed in The Force Awakens? Cause I think that's the one where you can probably argue that it's not the most. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be corrected here. What What do you think, guys?
3: I think um, one could argue that there is an attraction, but it would be, you know, from Kylo's side in that, mm-hmm. uh, in that case. I don't think that Ray was, ooh, this guy is something. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> not really, you know, he... Uh, strapped her to, to a chair and interrogated her, <laughs> tortured her. It's not like, I don't know, there are people out there who find that really attractive. It for some but... people. <laughs> yeah, but, yes. yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> but don't forget, guess... we're a family-friendly I... podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, Matilda.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway, <laughs> I really don't think, think that Ray was attracted to him mm-hmm. at that point, but... Yeah. possibly kind of but you know it takes two to tango so i don't know
1: yeah um well there's that's arguably the start of the or the connection of the dyad when they bridge minds when race carlos uh, trying to get the the map from ray's head and she fights back uh, yeah. is that the moment where the not only did the force awaken but the dyad was uh the dyad began because yes it was i who bridged your minds and it was palpatine all along and all that but it's 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 i look at it as that's the moment when the connection really begins when kylo's taking his helmet off he's not just a monster in a mask he's shown himself to be nothing but a human a very good looking human with great hair but he's a human nonetheless um you know flesh and bone crude matter fallible infallible you know he's just a guy i think that's the moment where you could arguably say now it started but yeah, I can't see anything in the Force Awakens where to say that it was really there. But on the on the attraction, I mean, when I rewatched that scene, and when Kylo takes his mask off again, the argument's also there that Ray kind of loses their breath somewhat because she's like, not only is he a guy, but he's a good-looking guy, you know, right? It's definitely that, and the, the English Rose. Yeah, the two of them are clearly very uh, attractive. So there's there, there's an argument to be made there. I, I think, and again, this is all opinion for everyone listening. This is my opinion, and everyone else has their own. But so I, I think that at the time it may have been a, a mutual opinion, um, relationship, but uh, I can also see where you're like you're saying that it's in The Force Awakens, it's more it's more Kylo. But and then throughout there, you know, Kylo doesn't ever really stop except does he just. He just does he want ray and again this might be content does he want ray for her or does he want her to join him for their power to rule the galaxy yeah
0: Yeah, that's a good question Mm. question. it's a great it's a great question you know and I, i do you know what your point about when kylo takes his mask off I think that's spot on, man. I think that's spot on because before that, to Ray, Kylo could have been anyone or anything. And then to see this kind of young, well-kept guy behind this mask... She probably thought, "Oh, that's not what I was expecting." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's that, there's that immediate kind of um, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Probably the fact that it was just her, her, her own interpretations, her own assumptions were, you know, a- effectively false at mm-hmm. the start. There was something beyond that, just mask and you know, weird voice. You know, yeah, and yeah. even even Han says that, right? Han's like, "You don't need that. You don't need that. Yeah. Take it off." Mm-hmm. Right? I- so.
3: I think like Kylo, he goes from uh, you know like a nameless. Uh, could he could be a droid? He could be anything yeah. behind that mask. You, you couldn't know. He could be scarred, deformed, anything. He he kind of it's kind of dehumanized, or he is humanized. I mean, <laughs> not dehumanized when he takes no. off the mask. <laughs> you know, he's a human being, uh, flesh and blood, not some kind of monster. Even though Rey says later, you're a monster, but. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> touche he's, he's a human being for sure yeah people because yeah. people can say stuff out of hate anyway and also yeah. s- not everyone I, I, you know as an example my mum um thought my dad was a bit of a plonker when they first met but like, my mum wasn't actually a big fan and it wasn't until they saw each other i think a few years later my dad had effectively grown up a bit and grew as a person that my mum just suddenly one day, and her words were like, I just I just looked at him in a different way. He he just felt like different, he felt more mature. So I, I'm definitely a subscriber to this idea that, you know, not all relationships have like this perfect fairy tale start. In fact, a lot don't. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, it's such a complex topic, isn't it? Yeah. Such a complex subject that is way beyond just, you know, like physical attraction and you know, um, yeah, just, just, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for again, like standard feelings. It's way more complex than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I, I think th- where things really get spicy is the last Jedi. I think yeah, with just- the force awakens with it, 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 it is what it is. And I think the scene you've just described is really important. There's obviously the duel, which is great. Um, and there's, and also Kylo, there's, there's a lot of argument there. A lot, what a lot of people have said is that Kylo could have killed Ray, and he didn't, yep. you know, he, he was toying with her. He was say, basically saying, look, you need a teacher. You know, I can teach you. I can be that, you know, that's mm-hmm. very, that's very forthcoming, isn't it? For, yeah. I don't know. What do you think?
3: Yeah, for sure. And also I've heard, um, there's a discussion going on, uh, about the comics saying yes. that this die connection didn't just happen then it happened in the past, you, one could argue they they were born with this connection it was developed over years it was just there. the force had connected them earlier mm-hmm. so by the time they actually meet you know um, Kylo says what girl
2: um, yeah.
3: as if it's <laughs> the what black girl, girl you know the girl of my dreams yes. the one that I you know had some kind of weird connection
1: with <laughs>
3: um, who knows I, what do you I think
1: be against that i mean
3: if again
1: the force works in mysterious ways we know that and i, I wouldn't be I look, look at obviously the the mysterious circumstances surrounding the birth of the chosen one you know if, if that if the force can manifest that there's no reason why it can't you know connect these two people from birth or i mean there's nothing to say they can't do that uh, uh the reasons why first there doesn't always need to be a reason but that that the, the the dyad kind of prove that they are two parts of the one whole that they are to, to to get uh, individually they are strong but together you know they are complete uh, that to me is poetic mm. especially if it's from both but they just didn't know it it was that potentially that moment in TFA where they finally kind of lock minds that that's when it uh that's when it's exposed and almost like the force meant for that to happen you know don't, yeah. we all know that a force has its has a has a way of making things happen but um i like the idea of that and I, I i would not be against it whatsoever if that if that was the case so um well i wanted to ask as well we are uh obviously we're at, we're active on the on on the socials on the tweets and the instagrams and all those good stuff on the tiktoks but the the fans are really what made Raylo a thing? You know, yes, it's based on what happens in the films and to an extent the wider canon, but yeah, it's the fans who have taken this idea now uh, and run with it. And it's not just people talking on fan boards or on social media, like we said up top. You know, there's there's some fantastic, stunning artwork. There's poetry, fan fiction, stories written about Raylo, and uh, and you know the passion. Towards them, now, I know you're um involved very much in that side of it, so you know what firstly, shout out to some of your favorite artists and creators but you know how, how has that been because that's almost now like a subculture within itself you've got Star Wars and then you've got you know these this other community creating mm. Star Wars content, but you know it's very niche it's it's for them that must be special,
3: yeah. I love the Raylo community because we have we share so much joy, you know, jokes, a lot of silly stuff. Um, but also we find it really beautiful, the story. And you can draw inspiration from it and create something new. And I've got a lot of friends who are writing f- fan fiction and one of my friend' closest friends that I actually met through the Raylo community, yes. I didn't know her uh, a year and a half ago, uh, Becca Shickley or she goes by Becca Shalom on Instagram. We met mm-hmm. on we met on Instagram, and we have developed a really beautiful relationship. And she does uh, something called the dire Doodle Doodles, the Diet nice. Doodles, and it's amazing because there's it's kind of a humorous take on the Diad or Raylo, and I love it. She's doing a big comic right now. So if you want, if you love Raylo, if you're interested, you can go check it out. It's, it's really cute and awesome. I'd say.
0: Yeah. I think I've seen some of her stuff. I think I've seen some of her from um, yourself. I could be wrong, but no, you're spot on. You're spot on with the fact that so many people adore this concept really do. But it also has, I think, a really complex relationship with the rest of Star Wars fandom. Yeah. You know, and a, a very, a very complicated relationship with Star Wars fans, really, because I, I really, if, if we're, if we're looking at this properly, if we look a few levels up, well, Star Wars fandom is complicated anyway. And yeah. we, <laughs> Matty Boy and I try to be as, F- detach from that as possible you know yeah. we don't want we don't want to get involved in a drama man like we got we got taxes to pay we got other things to <laughs> worry about <laughs> our other lives stuff. to live
1: yeah we, 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 we you know we yeah. want we want to enjoy the thing we love
0: yeah right yeah. right and there's so, nothing wrong with criticizing something or disagreeing with something we do that. that as well yeah. But I think that also this is a Star Wars thing that so many people, oh, and really a pop culture thing, we're not the only franchise that has this kind of issue. But so many people just don't get along with each other. But there has been, I, I, I will admit, from an outsider's perspective, this could be coming from a place of ignorance, right? So, you know, I beg your pardon if, if this is wrong. But it, it, it has always come across to me like there was always a lot of drama coming from, you know, quote-unquote drama coming from the Raylo community. Do you think that is a reasonable thing to say or is that a like, an ignorant thing to say? Like what, what do you think?
3: I've just found social media in general uh, has a lot of drama in it and it really yes. depends on who you're talking about. Because, um, I mean, I'm a teacher, I work with 12 to 15 year olds, and there is so much drama going on on social media among these girls, especially, mm. I have a lot of girls in my school. And the same goes for, you know, the Star Wars community and the Raylo community. There are a lot of young people, teenagers, um, people in their 20s. And I would say, yep. without being disrespectful, some of them are not very mature, some are insecure. Some really, you know, are very protective of their of their opinions, and they don't really want to listen to what everyone else says. So right. and get offended easily, and you know, really can't leave things be. So that, therefore, people kind of jump on each other, and there's, you know, there's arguments from the left to right. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: generally, I don't find that there's a lot of arguments between Raylos. It's rather than it's rather like. People who don't like Raylo going in yeah, picking, right. because Raylos are so used to being picked on, being questioned, that people come, they become defensive um, of what they like and love and appreciate. Um, so whenever they get a re- mean comment, uh, you know, some people jump on it. I don't. I tend to t- take <laughs> negativity with a sense of humour first of all, but also with, you know, politeness, I'm never rude to anyone for attacking my opinion. That's not what I do.
0: Because we know that you listen to our show, Matilda, and and even Matty Boy and I, like on our show, like we'll have disagreements with each other and and yeah. even then that, e- that even feels like a strong word to say just because of the like how that word has been adopted by modern mm-hmm. society and social media like a disagreement just almost comes across as super negative but that's what it is and it's yeah. like well yeah and we can get we can get on with it he's still like a very close friend of mine yeah. my best do star off- wars bud right we do it off <laughs> yeah. there as well
1: and one of the things i have noticed about about the ray the ray is that um when there has been the discussions with those who may not see eye to eye even not necessarily even attacking but people even like me or maybe even luke who are kind of saying well you know, what, what what's the appeal what, what is it all about the i you i generally see uh, people the there's a real passion and there's a real desire to want to educate people but not for it never comes from a kind of a pious way. I never kind of see it as people on a high horse trying to, you know, look down and patronise for not knowing what this is. It comes from a place of love. You know, people are very passionate about this, and yeah. they just want to, you know, share that with other. And I gen- genuinely mean this as well. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there are some which are a bit spikier than others, but it seems to always come from a, a real place of just like peace, love, and harmony. Almost where this is something we love. What we we love Rayo because it is. uh, my understanding is it's you know based on a on chemistry and on a fizzing love you know opposites opposites of you know different worlds collide and it's this is what it is um so it's built from a good thing and the 99 of the interactions i see are people just you know uh portraying that through their social posts or their artwork and uh, which i and again in this day of fandom and (laughs) social media that's a very very rare thing if you ask me but that's one thing i have noticed is that 99 percent of the time there is a real air of positivity to the community
3: for sure and i think um without without being you know speculated or anything majority of the railos are ladies mm-hmm.
1: uh, they possibly yeah. are
3: possibly um <laughs> and i i find that Nowadays, you know, when I was younger, you could always have the sense of rivalry going on between women. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like women are supporting each other more than ever right now because, you know, the world is tough. There's so much going on out there. And it's not easy being a girl growing up and not even being a woman. So it's important having that kind of girl power support. And I've just Mm -hmm. really found not just Becca that I mentioned before, but a few other women, we have like a chat where we we support each other, you know, through a lot of stuff, uh, you know, the good, good things and the bad things. And it's really, really important, I guess.
0: Mm, that that's really good to hear. That's nice to hear. Again, especially... Um, coming out of that, like the social media chat, really, that's, that's fantastic. Because I think it, like you said, Matilda, I do think this is a social media thing, particularly on Twitter. You know, Twitter at times can just be a really tough place to just go and read stuff. You know, it can be really, really tough. Uh, and I don't think it's natural to us, but anyway, we're kind of going into a topic that's not Star Wars y <laughs> with that, I suppose. But I want to ask you a question, Matilda, because sure. for, for so, long people were were fighting this corner, you know, for Reylo, for this relationship, for this kind of idea, you know, and people love ideas. They will fight for ideas. And I, to- I totally get that. And I think it, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when that kiss finally happens between Kylo or, or, or Ben and Rey, um, what did that mean to you? What was it like having that? kind of cinematic experience?
3: You know what? The whole Exegol interaction between Ben and Ray was really, really climactic for me. I mean, Mm. honestly, when I think back, when I look back at it, I still kind of treasure it, those moments. Mm. Good. And I remember my husband sitting next to me, (laughs) (laughs) Mm. um, you know, watching my face when they kissed, going from like, (laughs) <laughs> to like a, a few seconds later, being completely oh, okay. like, in shock when he died, um, and then when I went home, I actually—I'm not kidding—I grieved, like legit, grieved for a month over Ben Solo's death. Yes, uh, that's how that's how attached I was to I was to the character, really, mm-hmm. and, to an
0: idea, to yeah. this relationship.
3: Not really the relationship, but rather his character, because it was so mm. so well done and portrayed.
2: Mm. I
3: did. I wouldn't say I grieved. Oh yeah, I did grieve. You know the end of their relationship, in a sense, but I grieved his death more. You know, he was because he was Hanalea's son. He could have been, you know, the bearer of the legacy uh, of the Skywalker family, of you know the Jedi, etc. But he wasn't. So I don't know. Uh, I think there was a lot of things that made me grieve. Actually,
1: we've got well. Let's get let's let's, let's talk about that. If the Last Jedi was where Raylo was born, yeah. arguably the Rise of was where it was cruelly cut off, um, yeah, crushed. And it's been crushed, and this is where a lot of the discourse I see comes from. Is that yeah. there are some fans, and this is fans in general, but again, I don't want to see him be as a spokesperson for a community. But just from what I've seen. Uh, the majority of Raylo's weren't happy with the outcome of the rise of Skywalker because they wanted obviously the two to be together and uh, to have the stories branch off from there. And I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah. It's poignant that that Ben has gone, but now Ray can forge her own path as her own person. However, if Ben had survived first, you might have actually heard him spoke. Secondly, you know, that, that is an entire massive, massive, pool of stories to speak about there but um the fan reaction then as part of the community you saw the atrocity. you've just said you've gone from elation to devastation in yep. minutes well you know how you know what's it been like with the community how how do they find it how disappointed are they and you know what are the hopes that do you think you know maybe that uh maybe ben solo isn't gone
3: yeah um, I remember going on social media afterwards and, you know, the, the reactions in general were very mixed about The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And among the Raylos Re- as well, um, I know a lot of Raylos who kind of, I wouldn't say hate The Rise of Skywalker, but they have yep. a problem. They kind of stay away yeah. from it because it kind of crushed the dream of this relationship. Uh, While others like me, I found it really... I would say it was kind of like a healing experience uh, mm-hmm. and it's for personal reasons i've had i've experienced you know really 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 painful deaths in my life so for me it was a healing experience um you know his sacrifice for ray um but yeah. I, I just really remember uh a lot of people being so upset about ben solo dying it, they were every they were so expectant for ben you know being redeemed ben being becoming you know the jedi was supposed to be you know ben and ray moving on you know working for the good in the galaxy but that didn't happen so it was very yeah it was uh, it was very mixed honestly um yeah what else did you ask i kind of lost track of
1: <laughs> Bet will. Oh that yeah, one's ever so really gone. Lives. Yeah, yes,
3: exactly. Yeah, and after Truss, uh, a lot of people have been speculating about the fact that Ben is still alive because we never see his false
0: ghost, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. now, li- yeah, I and don't want to cut you off here, but sure, yeah, this is no this is getting pretty this is getting pretty saucy because I was. I, I was told about this only i mm-hmm. think a few weeks ago and i was like yeah that kind of makes sense and i think i was told what you were about to say so go on continue sorry go on
3: no problem i was just gonna say you know this has given birth to the belief that you know ben is still alive and uh there's this hashtag circulating ben solar lives and it's pre- pretty frequent um i don't i I don't know how many Raylos. I don't have like <laughs> statistics or anything. But there's quite <laughs> a lot of people who who use this hashtag, and
0: I What see do you mean? There's not a statistics for it? Hang Come on, on love- Raylos. <laughs> we need a a bureau for Raylo. <laughs> <statistics>. <laughs> Raylo Analytics.
3: Yeah, I can get my yeah. doctorate in yeah. low.
0: <laughs> Listen, if there's anyone who's going to do it, Matilda, I trust, I trust that a teacher <laughs> from Sweden can easily do this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It's really interesting. And I think I, 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 I hear you with the Ben Solo stuff because even I felt like at the end of Rise of Skywalker, I, I felt weird. I felt I wasn't sure. I remember my friend Glover poking his little head <laughs> round <laughs> round this like row of seats. He was like sitting at the end of this group that we went to see episode nine with. Mm-hmm. And he poked his head around at me and he went, What do you think? Like and I knew being like that guy who blinking co-hosts a star wars podcast like everyone wanted to know my opinion Like, what did you think and i was like i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure you know i think i'm gonna have to process it and watch it again and because i'll be honest i I i have my i have my qualms with rise of skywalker anyway but that ending i think if they did the ending different i think i would be maybe or probably a lot more forgiving of mm-hmm. the rise of Skywalker in mm-hmm. general for me. Right. Personally, because that ending, I, I, I'm not entirely sure it tells us a lot about hope return of the Jedi. It, it clearly ends with just hope and optimism and happiness. It's just, yeah. it's just pure happiness. And yeah. it is the way it's conveyed rise of Skywalker. I think, Oh, this feels a bit weird, doesn't yeah, it? It feels yeah. like Ray is now a widow all of a sudden, and she won. not able- It's like she just got married for a year and she lost her <laughs> husband. You know, unfortunately, I know that does happen, and maybe I am not trying to make it into a trivial matter, but mm-hmm. that's just how it felt. I don't know.
3: I, I mean, I actually have thought a lot about about that because I think they really, really should have in some way. Uh, you know, commemorated Ben's death or his life, really, because there's no- nothing after his death. It's like he's erased. He's gone all of a sudden. Like yep. there's no force goes. There's no reference, clear reference to his death or anything. Mm-hmm. Which I know there's a lot of people being upset about that. Yep. Um, you know, where you, for example, you had uh, Luke burning his father's body. Uh, there were moments for Leia. There were moments for Luke and Han, but there was no moment, really. There's too little time. That's mm. where I have I, I can actually criticize uh, Trost, uh, even though I love that movie. Um, it was so rushed. So there was no yes. time to, you know, just breathe. Um, yeah, oh, yeah I missed that moment where we could, like, mourn his death but they wanted it to be a happy ending. <laughs>
0: yeah. But then yeah, it ending. Ending.
3: <laughs> didn't become a happy ending anyway, because it was it's just so okay.
0: It's okay, guys. That. Ray has a droid and she's looking at the sunset exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, you
1: know, the happy end, yeah. end of that yeah uh, with Ben Solo in there somewhere uh, he, he, uh I, I would have had to be on Tatooine because it yeah. would have been really odd if when everyone's cuddling on uh Ajahn Kloss if she looks yeah. over and Ben Solo's just kind of like uh, hanging from a tree hey I mean it, hey it would have been hot but um well okay Ben Solo lives hashtag Ben Solo lives because there's um that's going around but the yeah. question is on that does he it's all well and good it's all well and good everyone's saying you know Ben lives or we didn't see his force ghost or Mm. how romantic would it be? But what are the chances? And and I'm talking obviously from a, from a realistic practical, from a fan point, from a Lucasfilm point of view, is there any chance? This is both of you.
3: Could they, would they, should they bring him back? Can I jump on that question? Because I've given it some thought, you know, if you really want to, Discuss this question, you should go and consult Girls with Sabres. Oh, yeah. I'm super into this. Uh, amazing experts at this. But I would say that it really, really depends on Adam Driver. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah. he's a busy boy. The,
3: yeah, he honestly, <laughs> I, you know, considering the fandom, you know, the response to his role and the cult following around mm-hmm. him. I am doubting that he's very tempted to go back to Star Wars very soon. Yeah. So I'm wondering, even if there's so much money to be made, I'm just wondering if they're going to jump on it, if Adam isn't on board, because he was the one who really, really created uh, Kylo into, and Ben into what what he became. Um, I think Adam is really essential for the role. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. eh, eh, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I would not be down for a recast at all. No, I think Adam Driver is one of my favourite things about Star Wars, yeah. let alone the sequel trilogy. You know, in general, we we are very very fortunate to have such talent in our oh franchise, man. right? Oh yeah, you know, in our little uh, space family. So I don't know, but I think I think with the Ben Solo stuff, I again, it's something that I've been reading. Into and maybe i've been educated somewhat on in the last few months matty boy but i think it's that well where was his force ghost Hmm. it's that it's that it's like yeah where is it now i have read and i have seen that a lot of people feel or have arguably evidence that he is somewhat living in Ray or he is being kept alive because of the dyad. Now this mm-hmm. is all kind of speculation, isn't it? Freaky but stuff. It, it, well, yeah. Cause at what point is it <laughs> really just weird? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm I'm not a fan of when star Wars goes super, super weird or odd. Yeah. Like a lot of the old expanded universe, you know, or cloning on a force level, <clears throat> Palpatine, like that kind of <laughs> stuff, I'm like, nah, you can leave that alone. Like, no, it's not that it's fantasy. It's yeah. not sci-fi. Yeah. And yeah. At, at what point is it just cra- Like absolute craziness. I don't know. I, However, there is a strong argument there. Like why Ben Solo wasn't there at the end of rise of Skywalker overlooking, you know, Ray, because it's, that would have been a choice like let's not let's not kid ourselves like there would have been deep discussions about this Mm -hmm. while rise of skywalker was getting produced but once again we kind of have to acknowledge what you're talking about matilda is that rise of skywalker is so pacey it's so quick i I know i joke around with it but i'm like that 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 film feels like it's on drugs (laughs) because of how quick it is like and and the the irony here is Star Wars usually takes a lot of time to breathe. Like, yeah. the quickest film before that, I feel like, is Revenge of the Sith. Like, a yeah. lot happens very quick. As a kid, I was a lot more forgiving of that. But even, I think, now, looking at it, trying to look at it objectively, although we all have our biases, don't we? But trying to look at it objectively, I think Rise of Skywalker feels way more quick than Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I think that is also probably... Um, a symptom of J.J. And, and Chris Terrio and the production behind Rise of Skywalker having, what was it, like half a year less than what they had yes. for The Force Awakens. You know, it Carrie was a dying. rushed film. Mm-hmm. Who? Carrie Fisher dying. Yes. yes. Yeah, there's, there, 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 there is so many, so many like aspects that I think are kind of affected this film. And they yeah. didn't have a lot of time to, to look at it. You know, do you think maybe this is going to sound really dumb? Do you think they forgot about that part? Did they, did they forget? Were they like, well, Ben's dead now. So anyway, moving on. Like, do you think there was <laughs> any, other, do you think it was just a bit of a clumsy decision? Do you think that plays into it? And again, I'm going to say what Matty Boy said. That's aimed at both of you. Matty yeah. Boy, what, what, do, what do you think? Did they just forget about about it, um, or was it just clumsy? Was it
1: just uh, again? I don't want know, to step into. Happened. I don't want to step into territory of, of knocking again. But I agree with what you're saying is that, and that's just what I was alluding to earlier. That if it was going to be there, it would have to be on Tatooine. You, you've got to imagine that it had to have come up. You know, Ben Solo has passed. You know, the 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 lead male actor of our trilogy has just in the universe passed away. We haven't mentioned it, but We've had to shit the uh, the party on Aja and Kloss, and now we're going to have this tender moment on Tatooine. You know, burying the sabers. I guess they. I guess I could only. I could imagine is they're buried, They're not burying Carlo's saber because he threw it into the the oceans of Kefb. I could only thing I could imagine is we've got Luke saber, Leia's saber. Hmm. Let's just have Luke and Leia there for the symmetry of it all. I, I don't. That's anything mm. I can think of. They had mm. to have thought about it. For me, if Ben had been there. I think I, I think it would have worked. I think it would have been, I think it would have worked very well because if you could have Anakin Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi just chilling with Obes and Yoda after everything he did right. to them and the galaxy, you can have Ben Solo with his mother and his uncle at the end and with Rey. Uh, we know that in the, the novel, uh, Ben Solo says, I will always be with you to Rey. You know, lovely. You know, it went through the force, you know, very yeah. nice, nice way to end it. But that's not in the film. No. they they could have used something in the film. Yeah. So, I think it's I don't think they forgot about it. I just think it was I don't think it was clumsy. I just think it was an, an oversight a bit like well on a much bigger level but a little bit like when Chewie forgot to give Leia a hug in the Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> this time they right. can uh, this time they can't change that. But um nah. uh, what about you Matilda? How are you, how you thinking?
3: I've heard a lot of things about this and I I've actually given it a lot of thought because I've I tend to think a lot about The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> because I like it so much. But I can <laughs> see do. the flaws in it uh, too. Um, I've heard that they didn't want to end on a very sad note. They mm-hmm. wanted to an- end on a more positive note and that, you know, subtly you could argue, you know, the fact that, you know, Ray is crying when she meets the others. She is actually grieving what has happened. But even though we don't get a – I'm talking about you know, the Agent class reunion. Um, yeah. And also, when she is on um, on tattooing, burying the sabers, you could argue she's not just, you know, bur- burying the sabers for Lugaleia. She's, you know, burying the dyad. You know, I've heard a lot of things about this. Ooh. And if she would have... If she would have... If Ben would have been there, it could have saddened, you know, because, you know, like you said, she lost her, you know, hubby. Uh, after hardly getting to know him but um i really think they they tried to end you know on a on a very positive note uh but then they had to sacrifice including ben for that reason i think i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't I, i don't have a clear answer really
0: I don't think there is a clear answer, to be no, honest. No. I don't think there is one. But like Raylo I, in itself, nothing's clear.
1: Is is? Well, I'm sorry to sorry to interject there, mate. But um, no, it was on. it I, I was on that because uh, I just wanted to, uh, my mind is going as well to we've spoken about the benefits of Raylo, the pros, if you will. What about? I mean, there's people out there. Who, who aren't wrong they don't you know they don't they don't like, they either don't like it they think it's daft I think it's silly or they don't believe in the origins of how, how it got from where it did mm, to mm. where it ended and I'm gonna and, and for the longest time and I still do have feelings about it where like I mentioned at the, at the top you know the way it started with um Carlo Ren you know he uh, incapacitates and abducts her in the woods okay yeah. already a very strange thing to say uh, like you know he said shackles her and try I can, I can take anything i want you know the language is borderline and then he's you know oh. try and that no i mean it no, it's saying. very uh, it is a beautiful aggressive language to use um so it's not a good start and then even in the last jedi you know he, 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 they fight together, but even then it's come with me, we can rule the galaxy you know forget the past, we can rule the galaxy you know but but at the same the past time, die. He, he does say you're nothing but not to me but then he does. So there's, there's that as well, but it's where it comes from. Is it at what point can I, can you, can I look at Ray and think I can see why she would want this guy. I can, I can see why there would be a blossoming love because the compassion is one thing, but given everything that Carlo did, that may be a Mm. a kind of like general overlook way of thinking about it, but you can apply that to real world as well. And you know, there are things like that, but what about that argument that, it should never happen or it couldn't happen or it's in fact, it's a toxic relationship. What, do you, yeah. what, what is your overall idea about
3: that? I, uh, I remember what Daisy said in an interview before uh, the rise of Skywalker. She said, um, we will not skim over, you know, the issue of mm-hmm. toxic relationship, a toxic relationship and how it works. And I really think um, what we see in TLJ and also in trolls, is, is it's a toxic relationship basically. Mm-hmm. They're attracted, but Ben is trying to pull over Ray to the dark side, and she's resisting it because she doesn't want to go to the dark side, uh, and especially after finding out that she's a Palpatine, because she she doesn't want to acknowledge her heritage. She doesn't want to go down that, that path. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote about this. It was my first social media. Uh, entry um, yes. where I I find that Ray couldn't fall for him until he was Ben. Mm-hmm. And n- maybe not even really. It's kind of weird, but in my mind until after he, he saved her from death. Yep, I think that's mm-hmm. the point where they could have... That's for me... Well, you know where the dyad ends because i mm-hmm. tend to separate you know the idea of the dyad um as it could be romantic it could not be romantic but when Raylo a relationship could start that's you know after uh, kylo has you know given his force life force to Ray. Yep. S- sacrificed himself not before that
0: yeah mm-hmm. but that's <clears throat> again i saw some comments on social media of people saying like I, I like they struggle to get past that they struggle with the idea that ray can look beyond what like horrors she's seen you know this guy do for example killing han solo yeah you know so, I, and again, that's probably something that I struggle with too. That's like, well, how can she be like, how can she be in love? I mean, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen, but I think it's an interesting choice of storytelling that is like, well, how can she look at that and go, I still love this guy, but he murdered his dad. What What do you think the reason around that could be? Do you, do you have an opinion on that, Matt? Or do you think, or do you pretty much echo what i'm saying what do you think yeah. no yeah I, I know i know i do yeah
1: and um and, and to matilda's point as well is that maybe uh, when because she says you know I, I wanted to take your hand ben's hand but then when he gives his hmm. life for her he gives his you know force energy to her uh and and prevents her from dying or resurrects her sorry yeah that that then is a you know that's seeing someone i know this, this has not erased anything else but it's seeing someone in a different light for that moment. You know, this is, this is the person I thought you were uh, and in star Wars terms. Was he just clouded by the dark side? And at the end, we all know that was Ben in his true self and his good boy yeah. jumper. So yeah. um, I can see oh, at yeah. that moment. I can see it, but realistically, I think from the outside, you needed that big moment. Cause without that moment, if, if let's say they fight Palps, they, they barbecue Palpatine again, and then they just embrace and have a snog. Hmm. I, I'm not buying that for one minute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but the fact that he gave him basically gave himself for her, I I can see there. Like you say, that's the seed of the yeah. relationship. But obviously, oh, true. it was taken too soon.
3: Can I just interject? I absolutely. I think there was one moment actually where Ray kind of realised I'm not I'm I'm no different than Kylo. Mm-hmm. And that was on uh, Kefbi, uh, and when she pulls, you know, she appears as him with the lightsaber, his lightsaber. Yeah, and she realizes, you know, I'm I have as as much darkness inside of me as, as he does. I'm no oh, better wow. than him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm no better than him. And oh, I think my After word. that realization, she goes, you know, you know, who am I? <laughs> And she doubts herself. She goes, you know, burns his, his uh, spaceship and you know, Luke arrives, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, on Akhto. Uh, I think that was also a turning point for her. And oh it my was word. a turning point, that- point for him too, you know, because he ma-
0: he sees the memory of his father. <laughs> And he he can see someone else doing the same thing. Yes. And that's why. Oh, my word. That's so good. You've sorted him out. That That is is so good. (laughs) Renlo. That is actually. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. That is sick. That is so (laughs) good. (laughs) Thanks, Matilda. Sorry. Matty, Matty boy, it's so good. (laughs) <laughs> so good. Thank you. We've been waiting for one of those. Yeah. Oh, my word. That's so true. Yeah. yeah, man. See, Matilda, that's why you're on this episode. But it, it, it is it's to, it's to bring
1: things out like that, which maybe hiding in plain sight or yeah. things that we all, or, or just to look at something in a different, with a different set of glasses on to yeah. get a different meaning out of it. And yeah. I mean, this story isn't, it's not new for um, culture in any no. way, shape or form. And I know no. that you've got plenty of examples and yeah. as does the Raylo community um, yeah. of, you know, how this has been, uh, how it's been inspired by other stories. Um, sure. By all means, please do uh, throw some at us.
3: I'm just going to be really quick about the first examples. Uh, stories mm-hmm. about, you know, bad boys falling for good gals, <laughs> like Hades and Persephone, you know, grief myth- mythology. Yep. I'm just going to name drop here: Romeo and Juliet. Raylo is a classic sh- Shakespearean, oh, sorry, Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then we have mm-hmm. Wuthering Heights, uh, Catherine and Heathcliff, um, also a very dark story uh, with gothic elements. Uh, and I think Railo has some gothic elements to it too. Uh, and of course, Beauty and the Beast, very
1: much yeah.
3: similar yep. in some ways. But
1: Beauty and the Beef.
3: Beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> it's true. Uh, I mean...
3: But there is mm. one story that actually, uh, you know, has been inspirational for the filmmakers.
0: Drop it. Drop it, Matilda.
3: <laughs> and that's Pride and Prejudice uh-huh. by Jane Austen. Yep. And it happens to be, you know, ex- coincidentally my favourite novel.
1: <laughs> nice.
3: And while Adam Driver was considering the role of Kylo Ren, Eddie Redmain, among others, audition- auditioned uh-huh. for the role. Yes, and he he had to read some of Mr. Darcy's lines.
0: No, you, no Mr Darcy. Yes, it's true. He I did. think I've heard that yeah, and I've yeah. forgotten
3: it. It's in Variety, an article mm. in Variety. He said he flunked his audition terribly, miserably. Um anyway, Adam never auditioned. And they knew when they set their eyes on him, that he was the right man for the job, which was Mm -hmm. true. Anyway, uh, Pride and Prejudice, spoiler, is about Elizabeth, who's the second daughter of five, and their mother does everything to see them married well. Uh, But Elizabeth is is disgusted by the proud and disagreeable Darcy, just like Ray is repulsed by Kylo, who also thinks that he's superior to Ray. You, Mm. a scavenger. (laughs) <laughs> anyway what girl Yeah, <laughs> Darcy falls oh. for Elizabeth and makes one of the most infamous propo- proposals in literary history Kylo also makes a strikingly similar invitation for me to join him in yeah. TLJ both Darcy and Kylo manage to express their respective to their respective love interest, if you will, that they're attracted to them, but that they're also beneath their standards.
1: You're nothing, but not to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And in the end, the only way for Mr. Darcy to truly win Elizabeth's heart is to put his reputation on the line and Mm -hmm. sacrifice some of his own wealth to save Elizabeth's younger sister, Lydia's reputation. And consequently, all the five sisters... And he also secures her financial future, extremely important in the Regency era. Yeah. And by contrast, newly redeemed Ben makes the ultimate sacrifice of his own life to save Ray, and arguably also wins her heart. So Raylo is basically, do pride and prejudice in space. In space, space, <laughs> in space.
1: space. It is. <laughs> uh, it, it, it really, and the fact that they uh, had... Uh, the auditionees who came in for Kylo Ren recite lines of Mr. Darcy is, is rather telling. And yeah. it's just odd that this is even odd to think Adam driver had to uh, audition. But obviously this was Adam driver. He was in girls. He'd done, uh, he'd done what if inside well and Davis stuff like that beforehand. So he'd done stuff Lincoln, but now this catapulted him and Daisy into the, into the stratosphere. And the, luckily for us, the two of those, a lot of Raylo is also built on the fizzing tension and chemistry between them. And it happens yeah. to help. Sorry, that they both have a fantastic chemistry with each other. For me, yeah. if I'm going to, if I'm going to lean my hat on Raylo, if you're going to ask me what makes Raylo, what do I think is the most important thing about Raylo uh, or the most telling part, part of it is an in universe thing where the two actors are so good together. Yeah. You know, they have a genuine, believable chemistry that um, they they sell it to me, even if, like we've said, everything that's happened before, we're in universe with Kylo Ren's atrocities, or yeah, um, how Ray views Kylo and then Ben, just the chemistry between them is out of this world. So, um, yeah. what would you, what would you say then are the most important, decisive, crucial f- um, factors of Raylo? Me. Yeah, well, but we'll be you, Lucky boy? Everyone,
3: <laughs> everyone. Um, yeah, definitely the Eng- the English rose and the yeah. beefcake. Beefcake, yeah. Uh, they are <laughs> so good together. Uh, are, uh, I mean, seriously, uh, like you said, the chemistry is. Yeah, sorry, crazy. say that again.
0: They they're what together?
3: So good. So <laughs> I you do. Good.
0: <laughs>
3: I sound lame. No, um, no, But I think there is a lot of people, really passionate fans of Daisy Ridley because of her role, and she did such a great job. She was so amazing. There's nothing negative to say about her performance. And I personally think it's incredibly amazing, and I'm so proud of Daisy for holding her own next to Adam Driver. Yep. Because I feel like she never fades into the background in scenes with him
0: no she, she doesn't. kind of
3: she shines, she yeah. holds her own, like I said um but you know adam i he is by far my favorite actor by far of them all yeah
0: he he's become one of mine too, yeah, and I think you're right, I think it really does rest on you know Adam and daisy their 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 chemistry, their spark, yeah. and you know just that. Um, Pride and Prejudice talk, you know, that really strikes deep with me because I've grown to love that story in a bit of a backwards way because my mum and actually my brother adored that, that, that film, but also the book. Like they both read it. Um, so I'm out with my brother right now, but yeah, he he absolutely adored that. I I remember my mum and my brother just sitting down and watching it, and my dad and I wouldn't be interested. So my dad would be somewhere else doing something, I'd be upstairs up like, playing video games or something. But as I've grown up, I've grown to appreciate it, and it also reminds me a lot of my mum. Yeah. And that story, I think, now I'm older, makes like so much more sense. I, I you know mm-hmm. the, the the themes and the 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 story in general, I think, has just such wonderful wonderful lessons for us to take away and i think the 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 biggest difference here for me anyway is that the pride and prejudice is almost matty boy and you better get ready for this special word coming it is almost immaculately executed Right i'm gonna have my final sip of my glass of wine Mm. oh thank you Sorry, mm. sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. oh uh, we're having another one. i um, <laughs> over here, wow. <laughs> yes. Mate, Ooh, it Raylo's like, got keep drinking, us. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be dove, mate. It's not Comic-Con yet, mate. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's. It, I think that the way the sequels were kind of trying to convey these things yeah the ideas are there the themes are there yeah it, it is it, it's without a doubt i mean even with you dropping some knowledge on this episode and making things make sense to me yes. and Boy, and hopefully to other people too you th- there's still that argument there, and it's like well it's not very well portrayed then is it And once again, a lot of criticisms come down to, you know, this lack of planning. And I know Matty Boy and I, you know, I know we, 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 we can (laughs) be that drum sometimes. We do beat that drum. I don't mean, I don't mean it comes from a place of love. It does. It does. And, and, and the, the, the biggest issue here is like George Lucas changed his mind on stuff. Like he had some (laughs) crazy, he had some crazy concepts and he even went and made a special edition to to make some changes to his films, yeah. right? which is mad. But I think when you're one person, that's easier to kind of finesse. That's way easier to finesse. And it's way easier to have cohesion because it's from one mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to make, let's say, really dumb example, but if you're making a Minecraft project, right, or a Lego project, and you've got one person doing it, even if they've not got everything planned, it's going to be more cohesive than if you've got three people doing it in one space or two or whatever. And so I think that is the biggest damage here to Raylo. sometimes is that it's not always clear. And I don't think that that is always down to Adam Driver or these themes or this kind of pride and prejudice idea, but rather that maybe somewhere in the filmmaking process, somewhere in this kind of like... Planning that they kind of le- left till late in the day. Sometimes I think it was almost forgotten about. That's what I feel like. And yeah. it, 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 they need to do that ending to kind of go, no, yet yeah, this is a thing. This was something that was kind of planted earlier on, you know. Even with what you're saying, Matilda, with that um, Pride and Prejudice readout that they were doing in the auditions, well, that's quite clear, isn't it? That there were some sort of intentions from the start, yeah. from that perspective. But I don't know. It's very, it's 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 difficult, and it feels even with our conversation tonight, it does feel incomplete. It does feel incomplete mm-hmm. to me, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the last thing I need to ask from from both of you as well is uh, again because this is this is a episode that generally probably could span about three or four hours. I'm not, I'm not uh, daft enough to think that it couldn't as well. Um, <laughs> but it's we've spoken about the fans' reaction, why have they taken it on board, the impact on the story, the people who who aren't a fan of it, why is it so good, the influences. But the question is now. We're living in a post Rise of Skywalker world. We've got plenty of canon going forward we uh, have yet to see. But also, what is then the legacy of Raylo? Will it always? Will it be destined to be an online community forever? Can it, will it, should it, like I mentioned earlier on, be taken forward in canon? The idea of, you know, wh- where's Ray's story going to go? How has the storytelling impacted the. the direction but also the fan community because you can bet your bottom dollar pound yen whatever that Lucasfilm are very aware of the of the relo community and I know a lot of Raylos out there say they've got no idea because they're banging the drum for more Ben Solo content I I'm, I'm very aware of that as well and Lucas been very um adamant to Hasbro as well he mentioned it to Hasbro why do we yeah. not have a Ben Solo fig black series figure you've got yeah. you've got miscellaneous droid from star wars rebels or some rubbish like that i want to like no ask him again by the but, way exactly but where's the ben solo stuff so what is the legacy then of Raylo going forward what you know what what has it done and what can it do uh, matilda
3: that's a very good question um like i said there are a lot of speculations um i don't see a show about including ben solo very soon it could happen mm. in the future it's not impossible yep for sure uh i had i wrote my own little fan fiction-y piece yes. about it i could see uh ben being stuck in the world between worlds for so and so many years uh you know repenting for his sins mm-hmm. and then by the end of let's say you know 15 20 years he would have you know He'd be done, and mm. he would be ready to go back into the real world and to reconnect with Ray, and she would also connect with him in some way. Um, I, oh, I, I imagine kind of a – what's the name of the planet where Grogu – the Python, Ty- like a, a very s- force-sensitive place where Ray would go because there's a big, you know m- – menace in the galaxy and she goes there to find answers and all of a sudden she feels a presence in a force, which is like, oh, I recognize this. And she feels yeah. like Ben who is on his way from, you know, the world between worlds into the real world. You know, that was my, you know, speculation. I imagine on, that. Yep. Uh, and I could imagine that because in 15 to 20 years, uh, Daisy Ridley would hopefully have a really good career behind her yeah. where everything wouldn't be about Star Wars. And Adam would probably be more relaxed about it feeling. Oh, I, so. I don't have too much to lose now. I could go back to it without, you know, being harassed too much.
1: <laughs> Naive. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, that's that. Again, it, it, like Luke said, imagine,
1: imagine that happened, but they've set up Tython as, always, yeah. as a, as a place now, the world between worlds, Is out there? Yeah, time. Time is transient. It exists. It doesn't stop for anyone. So, who knows, lukey boy, the
0: legacy. What is it? What is it, mate? I. I mean, I would love for something to be continued because, like I said, that's what I was kind of like gearing to. I was like, does feel incomplete? It feels like there's still story to be told, and I'd love to see something. And again, I think practically speaking, it does come down to adam driver yeah but hey you know kathleen kennedy met up for lunch with daisy ridley the other day didn't she Ooh, what was that yeah. like last week
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah, right? Benedict, so, I imagine. yeah so yeah who knows or maybe Benedict. a curry i don't know curry yeah. in a pint i don't know hopefully <laughs> depends but yeah. you know let's see yeah let's Mm -hmm. see but you know i feel like this isn't going to be the last time we talk about this and i mean i've already got loads from this anyway and it's great getting more perspective on it and i'll be honest even just getting the comments we've had on social media you know through it it really is enlightening really so yeah thank you so much for joining us on this session like matty boy said matilda you know i'm sure this isn't going to be the last we speak about this or even talk to <laughs> no, you about this even on like the <laughs> dms or something or on our discord whatever but again thank you so much for taking the time to do this especially because you're an hour ahead of us over in sweden yes. so we're very grateful for this
3: thank you i gotta get my doctorate in raylow in order to get back to get <laughs> back to you with loads of <laughs> <Yeah>. insights
1: <laughs> you will be, we'll be your first yeah. students please <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, yeah, Ray Raylo, Ray Raylo. Yeah, Ray you know, I, I feel enlightened somewhat now, and I would again. I want to carry, like lucy said, I want to carry this on. I would like to find out more. I want to find out the fascination and the passion with it. But as long as Ray's story is somewhat defined by the the end of the Rise of Skywalker yeah. and Ben, and he isn't forgotten, I'll be a happy boy. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Matilda, and teaching us all about Ray. And forget, let me talk about the English Rose for a little bit longer. Yay. <laughs>
0: Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best
1: Star Wars program. Well, Luke's been on the wine for the whole thing. Matilda's drunk on <laughs> Raylo, so it's time I join in now. We've parked up the Essex Falcon outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the band Tina. The only question remains now, Luke, is shall we? Ah, oh,
0: let's do it. Ah,
1: yes, yes. Each week we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week it's all about... Raylo, we wanted your opinions on Raylo. We put out some polls across
0: social media, and we're asking Raylo, "What do you reckon? What do you reckon?" Well, we put out these cheeky polls on Instagram and Twitter, and on Instagram, fifty-two percent, fifty-two percent of you said it works for you, whereas forty-eight percent. Said it didn't. They weren't oh, oh, fans oh, oh. of rayla I tell Ooh. you what, that is pretty even though, and I'm I'm not entirely sure I was expecting such an even turnout. Oh, Twitter will surely be different. Well, you'd think, Matty boy, you'd think, because we asked the exact same question, we got the exact same results. I kid <laughs> oh, you not. Fifty again, fifty-two uh. percent were up for it, forty-eight percent against. I think that is crazy. I'm surprised from it to be honest but also I'd like to add there were a lot of people that were kind of like they weren't diehard Hard Relos or anything but they were like yeah I get it you know men and women the children too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, not just the men
1: and the women but I yeah. guess yeah they, I mean there might have also been people just ambivalent could have just pressed no Eh, not really but not really but it doesn't mean you're vehemently against it so yeah that is so very interesting pretty much straight down the middle with the raylows winning by four percent overall two percent and two percent makes four thanks to my school teachers um so moving on to the the comments and the voice messages emily bonner the queen says elizabeth and darcy in space live in my heart for all times Jedi Master Daniel 96 said the Dyad is one of the best things about the sequels. Yes, it is. The Last Armegulan says, I'm a 34-year-old male and I'm a Raylo shipper. AO <laughs> And Emrys and Luthien, they sent us this message all the way from the fantastic Girls with Sabres podcast. Hello
2: there. My name is Luthien. And this is Emress. And we are Girls with Sabers, one of your leading experts on Raylo. Em, tell, tell them why.
3: We just love the story of this couple. We love the imagery, the motifs as an English teacher and Lou as a literary expert as well. We love the stories paralleling Pride and Prejudice, Jane Eyre, Beauty and the Beast, Dante's Divine Comedy, Milton's Paradise Lost and Whoa. Whoa. The brief was 30 seconds. Oh, crap. oh I shouldn't have said crap. It takes away my pieces hard. It's okay. Let's just let's just tell them that ship RayLo because it makes literary sense. Perfect what she said.
1: (laughs) Yes. what a couple of queens the queens of Raylo right there Emrez, Luthian, thank you so much for giving your time to come on if you haven't checked out the Girls of Saber's podcasts what do you do in your lives you'll listen to one episode and the next time we'll be going MORE
0: because you want more so uh, thank you MORE for yeah. MORE MORE oh <laughs> Love Go. it. Absolutely love it. Oh, so good. Uh, Jin Erso says, I'm personally not a fan of the Raylo thing. Their conflict and ultimately the bonds they shared, I felt it didn't need to be romantic. It just mm-hmm. felt like they made it that way because there was a format predictable. Uh, outcome. Uh, Liam collects says it's something I'm still not totally sure on how I feel about the sequel trilogy and I love the films, but that's okay. I have plenty of years and rewatches to make my mind up. I'm mm-hmm. still convinced that a romantic connection is inferred. Although I'm told the novelization goes some way to confirm this. I think it's a bit more open to interpretation, which historically people don't tend to like in stories. Hmm. Mm. Interesting point. Liam, uh, do you seven says seemed very unnecessary to me he murdered her space dad figure in front of her and she smooches him later hard for me to get behind that Mm, well we obviously address that in the main topic Mm -hmm. and matthew brazier sent us this cheeky message let's hear it hi
1: guys this is matt from twin sons collecting responding to your raylo question Yes. I thought it was a bit of a strange thing for fans to latch onto after The Force Awakens where there didn't seem to be much of a romance there and thought it was a bit strange that um, Rey wanted to pursue anything romantic after you know Han Solo gets killed in front of her and then she just seems to let that go quite easily. There's no you know debate about that between the two of them and then when they kiss it seemed a bit strange that she then wanted to be a skywalker after it um you know it seems like it would be an incredibly unhealthy relationship if ben survived the rise of skywalker and you know it would need years and years of therapy to sort out really so
0: yeah not for me not for me Interesting stuff, and again, we got a few differing opinions there, Matty Boy.
1: Yep, the filth is flying tonight, and there is that million-dollar question. Did it need to be romantic? Could they have just been friends or platonic love? Another completely different direction they could have taken it in, so uh, thank you for that. Guys, Eliza Kenobi on Twitter says, Love, 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 Raylo. Worst decision ever when they killed Ben. Bring Ben Solo back. Edgar from Danteween said... The greatest story on love, mercy, and redemption. Uh, Dave Darn, the King, said, To me, these two had a fantastic dynamic as both characters and actors through the films. But for me, there wasn't a romantic vibe. More of brother-sister. So when they kissed, it took me back a bit, almost to the point where you could see mm. a huge question mark appear over the top of my head. It was fan service, which I love that they do things like this for us, but it has to be done in a way that fits the story. And this wasn't for me. That's interesting, Dave. And finally... Mm. Finally, Jess from XOXO Raylo on Instagram, where she sent us this voice message. Hey, it's Jess, the person who runs XOXO.Raylo on Instagram.
2: The reason I love Raylo so much personally has to do with the chemistry that the two
1: characters have with one another. Uh, The enemies to lovers, the intensity found in literally almost every scene that Ben and Ray are together just makes the ship so amazing. I'd never seen anything like them in Star Wars, so I just instantly gravitated towards shipping them. <laughs> and
2: what has kept me a part of the Star Wars fandom has been the Raylo community. There
1: are just so many amazing people uh, out there who, who love Raylo and appreciate them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much for sending that in, Jess. And you're right, the tension was fizzling. At one point when the when they nearly touched hands, when well, they did touch hands in the hut, but I expected Anakin Skywalker to puck up. This is tense! Because it was. <laughs> it really was. So thank you so much for sending those in. And Luke and myself, I think we both agree, the utter gr- outpouring of messages from people on both sides of the Reylo discussion has been fairly overwhelming in the last week it's been fantastic to see especially for the vast majority 99% have been they've been chill they've been positive even those who don't dig Raylo uh they've said their bit and they've moved on and it's been uh in good nature so my phone has uh you've been blowing up my phone like Beyonce said in telephone uh with the <laughs> notifications but
0: what we appreciate them so much don't we mate yeah I mean, that's it. We've got a Beyonce reference and a Raylo episode. And a Snoop Dogg episode up top. (laughs) We've we've peaked, mate. That's it. We've peaked. That's it. we just got to go out for a curry now and record live from a curry house, and that's it. We're done. (laughs) We almost did in uh, in L Street.
1: Oh, we did. We did. If we we didn't get your message on, then we do want to send our gratitude for the fact that you sent it in the first place. We've gone through every single one of them and appreciated them all. However... We will endeavor to get you on a later edition of the Bantina. So, do keep sending in your quite uh, your messages, your questions, and your voice messages to us. And we'll see if we can get you here to sit with us and have a couple of kef beers. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good.
2: Best
0: podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Is the <laughs> spiciest part of the tuna is the Patreon question section, Matty boy? Are you ready for the filth? Can you handle this jelly, broski I don't think this. I think the spice is starting to um, burst out from the seams of this episode. Yes, I think you're right. Second <laughs> Beyonce reference of the episode, by the way. Let's see if we can get do a third. Uh, <laughs> Gordon Brown, not the ex Prime Minister, the patron for the session i heard that before yeah i know (laughs) i swear that's like the fifth time we've done it right gordon brown says right fellas you are introduced to a stranger oh they say they're not a fan yet but they would love to get into Star Wars. What do you you recommend as an entry-level must-do, see or read to get them into the wars? Hmm. Episode 4 is an easy answer, but the Mando must be high on the list of things to watch. I think the Darth Plagueis novel would uh, would defo stir up some interest for a newbie, too. Keen to hear what the other Sessioners think. All the best, Gordon. Matty boy, what are you saying, mate? That's a fantastic question. Um, Pre Mando, I would have
1: gone straight in and said Rogue One because it melds, meshes everything for me. That's great about Star Wars: the the the, uh, the bonds people create, the the actual war. We get some force, we get some Vader, we get some drama, we get some jokes as well. It's kind of Star Wars distilled, and for me, it's it's the best way. However, Gordon says Mando, and I think that is the, this is the way. Mando. I'm crazy in love with Mando. There's a Beyonce reference. Um, especially oh. the episode with Brown Eyes, Destiny's Child song. Um yeah. I think oh. the Mando is probably the best uh start here for anyone because again, it's we've seen it. We've seen people who aren't necessarily Star Wars fans have gravitated to the Mando and they, they really enjoy it. Whether they've gone to check out the other films, who knows? But the fact that the mando is so popular and it's not just with star wars fans and of course our little boy baby yoda's got an awful lot to do with that but um yeah I, i'm gonna go pretty basic now i think the mandalorian especially now that we're living in a streaming world i think the mandalorian is a perfect place for people to start because it's it is star wars what people say it's got the tone of those star wars films that kicked it all off so when you go to watch those older films Maybe they won't seem quite so jarring because the Mando's got the same spirit vibe and aesthetic as well. So I am going to say
0: the Mandalorian. What about you, mate? Right. Well, as per usual, we have extremely similar answers. You know, um, Gordon, uh, Matty Boy, my answer is pretty much identical to yours. Like identical. I was recommending people Rogue One. Like mm-hmm. a, f- a year or two ago, I was saying start with Rogue One, then do the original trilogy, work back to the uh, pre or oh, pre or oh, even continue to the sequels, then it, it work back to the prequels. Do it like that. Um, but you know, uh, a little story here. I remember telling my family uh, to watch Star Wars, and they started with the Phantom Menace, and I, mm. you know, I look at that as a bit of a mistake, actually. And listen, I i love phantom menace like i love episode one but i just think if you're showing that to someone for the first time i don't know it is um i don't think it's always the best ambassador ambassador to what the wars can be i could be wrong i could be wrong I do, however, think the Mandalorian does do this, and I think the Mandalorian is so grand in the way that it treats Jedi and the Force like a mythology, like it, because in the universe it's that, you know? And last week we had a quote from on, on the show, like in one of our audio clips of Dave Filoni saying, not even everyone in the Star Wars universe believes in the Force you know they're non-believers and that's a huge theme in the mandalorian and i think that leads to such interesting storytelling and then when you kind of see that faith that that ultimate force being in the in that galaxy at the time luke skywalker appear at the end i think that's almost majestic you know And, and to see that and go oh that's luke skywalker like as a new viewer that mm-hmm. must be mental because everyone knows or has heard of luke skywalker everyone and so to see him like that it'd be like well we've seen that now now do you want to go see the story of luke skywalker yeah mm-hmm. go on there yeah. i think that's a brilliant one and actually i'd start it with rogue one still so mandalorian rogue one original trilogy sequels then go back to the prequels that's what yeah. i think that's that would be my viewing audit and then at the end if you've got an afternoon spare watch solo
1: yeah <laughs> and the clone wars if, if you're feeling like punishment so yeah um so
0: <laughs> feel like punishment
1: yeah couples lovers mums dads uh, handsome men all the single ladies all the single ladies out there watch beyonce very reference. good watch uh, very good man <laughs> and the mandalorian i'm running out of beyonce references so uh, gordon mate thank you very much uh, listeners uh, if you're recommending star wars to a new beat what do you reckon they start off with what are you serving up to them first um, we've also got a Patreon question from Robert Lawson, Bobby Lawson. He said, Happy October, gentlemen. With Halloween approaching, who would you say is the scariest character in Star Wars, either in-universe or out? For example, if I was a stormtrooper, I would soil my armour whenever Darth Vader walked past. <laughs> but when watching the films as a kid, I was terrified of ev 9 d 9 which was Jabba's droid torturer. Keep it spicy, mm. you are spooky legend. So look at you, boy. Who's the scariest character in Star Wars? Well,
0: well, I don't do Halloween, but I do do scary Star Wars. Do do? I do do. Scary... That's not a Beyoncé quote, I don't think. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't but, think so, no. Yeah, but I, uh, I think it's hard not to think of the Vader scene in Rogue One. Oh. Uh, and again... Rob, to kind of just lead it back to Gordon's question we've just had, I think that's a marvellous way to be introduced to Vader as a villain. But I think, really, we get to see Vader become a human, don't we? He gets more and more humanised as the trilogy goes on. Yeah, yeah. So, someone who I think is genuinely scary, shout out to Star Wars animation, is Darth Maul. Like... Mm -hmm that guy is absolutely mental. Like he is nuts. <laughs> and, and Sam Witwer's voice as Maul in Clone Wars and Rebels is just like, it is that haunting, isn't it? It is just, Oh, I don't like that. And it's meant to be like that. So I'm, I, you know, I'm going to say Darth Maul. I'm definitely going to say Darth Maul. And, and sometimes it's not always because it's like obviously scary, but, sometimes it's his is his just pure determination to kill obi-wan kenobi it's like that that is just creepy and scary like that's his only purpose in life <laughs> and i think that's genuinely quite a bit, a bit creepy. so yeah that's my answer Matty boy what's yours man that's a good shout um i'm gonna go for uh,
1: from The Rise of Skywalker. I'm, I'm also taking this from a childlike point of view as well because I'm a 30-something-year-old mm. fella. Um, it, it, you know, it, it takes a lot to scare people sometimes of our age, uh, especially when it comes to something like a space opera. But from a, If I was going to show my daughter Star Wars or a younger person, I think they would be terrified by that beautiful liar, Palpatine, in The Rise of Skywalker. I think because he's... He's essentially a re- reanimated corpse. At the end of the Raz Sk- like hanging from that crane, and you've got his, his fingers are all mangled, in his face—that's why he's in the shadow. His face is, yeah, m- you know, he's completely just murked. And then, but even even at the end, when he's summoning the Sith Eternal, which in himself is a very creepy idea, like a cult on a backwater planet in the unknown regions, he's taken. He's you know, he's just he's just absolutely destroyed Ray and Kylo. He's yeeted him off the platform. He's taken down the ships in the sky. I think for a kid that's very scary and more so the scariest iteration of palpatine we have is in the rise of skywalker i think um and throughout as well yeah. because he's just got this whatever anyone thinks about him being in the film i love ian mcdermott and i love the fact that he's in the film because it's ian but um it's his that iteration apple trail and the atmosphere that he brings is uh is really creepy and it adds a creepy, sinister vibe to that film. And obviously, like the stuff he was doing, like cloning, he's cloning Snoke's and manipulating Ben Solo from afar, and Anakin Skywalker and the galaxy at, at whole. I think, I think Palpatine generally is the scariest character in styles, other than Van A, that, that weird, creepy fellow who was attending to Darth Vader and Rogue One. My lord, They're at the <laughs> clinic. It's like, you that a weird. Shut ape.
0: up you creep <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> get
1: out i'm trying to have a bath um yeah, but him, but a palpatine i think for me but but specifically palpatine in the rise of skywalker would be my answer so it's funny how we've both gone for dark side users for darth sidious and
0: maul so um both... shout out to snoke as well snoke's well snoke. snoke is a Fresh. creep but generally is yeah yeah he is just a creep he was designed that way though so yeah like, yeah. when they were cloning him, they were like, well, how do we want him? Do we want him to be tall, handsome? He's like, extra tall, yeah. no handsome. <laughs> so they didn't call him Joke, did they? They called him Snoke. Um, yeah, good one. And Bobby Lawson, <laughs> yeah,
1: EV9D9, the, the, the droid torturer, it, that's it, that's an evil droid. We've only known nice droids, but that one was like, burning that little droid's feet and sending the um, R2 off to work and, as a slave. It's tough stuff, so... Nice one, Robert, and again, everybody else. Who's the scariest character in in, in Star Wars? We'd love to know your thoughts on that. So, uh, thank you very much, Gordon. Thank you very much, Robert, and thank you very much, everyone, for contributing to this week's edition of the Bantina. However, Barman, sorry about the mess, but sadly for you, we are going to be back again this time next week for another stint, another round in the Bantina.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars sessions game. Game, yes, that's right. You're right, Matty boy. I mean, Dan. Yes, Dan. (laughs) It is just so good. Game. Um. Yeah, every week we end the show with a game, and this week it is my turn to host the game. Matty Boy, are you ready for the filth? Say my name. I'm ready. Say my name. Say my name. Yeah. Um, I love that video of that guy at Beyonce's concert who does that. <laughs> yeah. She like holds up. And- <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I've seen, I have seen that as well, which is unlike me. Oh, we love it, don't we? Right, okay. This is called Lucas George True or false Ooh, okay okay I'm gonna be reading out some factoids Matty Boy and you're gonna to have to tell me are they true or false all to do with our boy George Lucas oh, as rad, a nod to little cosplay oh, rad. on the week alright 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 right okay are you ready should we should we play the music <sighs> let's do it let's do it okay let's do it yes. uh, George Lucas owns a Chinese restaurant in downtown San Francisco called <laughs> Jedi Walks true or false
1: <laughs> no no
0: no that can't be allowed false <gasps> but what if it's true like what will you do like uh, what will i become <laughs> um, i
1: i will i will be beaten by a pastry at comic-con if this is true. by
0: mark newbold that's how <laughs> New- we bring it all back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well well you would be right it is false oh, he does not I own a chinese on that. restaurant I was like, that cannot be real <laughs> please say chinese that's tech. not real <laughs> i respect it i respect it george Good lucas one. george lucas accepts samuel jackson's assertion that mace windu is alive true or false oh
1: um because yeah, sam Jackson's has not given up that um oh
0: does george agree with- oh I yeah can't, you know,
1: i can't remember if he did or not um i don't Wrong. think he does no i think i think george just said no yeah he he did he fell out that window from a great height he's gone so it's well, false.
0: You, you you might have purple you might have purple um <laughs> boy, it's true george doesn't agree It's oh! true. it's true george yeah damn yeah it, it is it was a 50 50 <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I think that will uh, surprise a lot of people. Actually, uh, George Lucas mm-hmm. said he used John Wayne to explain why Greedo shot first. True or false? He
1: used John Wayne to explain why Greedo shot first. Yes. Um, I haven't heard that one, so I'm going to go false. My boy,
0: it's true. Oh, in Wayne many John family. Wayne films, yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've interviewed our boy Brendan Wayne, so if low. I were a boy, oh, if I were a Brendan, I would look like if a I beefcake. A um, no, right. So <laughs> apparently, mask, Brendan. apparently, again, I'm not super into westerns, so I don't know. I don't have an abundance of knowledge on these films, but <laughs> John Wayne would never shoot first in his shootouts hmm. apparently so that's why george went back and changed that so there we go uh there it is go. true okay george lucas toyed with the idea of leia running off with a Wookiee. true or false <laughs> oh man um oh man
1: come on come on hit me with the thumbs down on that one that's a false
0: Matty boy it's true <laughs> If I were a Wookiee, no way. <laughs> it no, is no that hun- can't be. It's a hundred percent true. Oh, it is a hundred percent true no, for the
1: no men around it, George. If there was yes men in the prequels, there were no men in the in the OT. Thank God for that.
0: Yeah, it it was discussed, and it's actually recorded in one of J.W. uh books. Oh the, wow! Okay. The, it was kind of this idea that Leia was going to run off with. Oh a wookie so yeah a bit weird right okay only only two left george lucas wanted to be a pilot which is where the influencer han solo came from true or false
1: uh i think that's false because i'm sure it was the the drag races of modesto which was his inspiration he loved cars so i'm gonna say false i've sang false an awful lot here
0: may boy you're spot on mate well i thought i thought i had you with that i thought i was like will will i will i crush him with this game but you know (laughs) no you've pulled it back a little bit well that kind of leads us to our last question george lucas said to jurassic world producer frank marshall marshall sorry Mm -hmm. i'll crush you like a bug True, yes, he did. I've seen well, it,
1: and I laugh every time. Oh, God, God, like a bug. That's <laughs> right. In an interview with um, with um, yeah,
0: uh, Andy Gutierrez, yeah, and Carbone. Carbone. That's yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right, Carboni. Yeah, that's right. Well done, Matty Boy. But- yes. I'll crush you like a bug. You know, yeah, I'll crush you I'm like all. a bug. <laughs> I'll crush you like <laughs> yes. a bug. What's Imagine What's great is there's a there's a little pause. There's like a gap yes. between. Like, this dude, Frank Marshall, like, comes over, and he's like, oh, Jurassic's number one, blah, blah, blah. And George just turns around, like, there's a little pause. I'll crush you like a bug. Oh. And the funny thing is, if people watching that, who,
1: for some reason, didn't know who Frank Marshall was, one of the great producers and, and directors of our time, they would just think George Lucas has just said to any old random old geezer, I'm going to crush you like a bug, and probably think, wow, George is really gr- aggressive. Wow, where
0: did that come from? But... They're great mates in reality. Yes, they are. All, they work together, haven't they? Didn't he yeah, work yeah. on Indiana Jones or something, Frank Marshall as well?
1: Yeah, it's, it's um, Kathleen Kennedy's husband, Frank Marshall is.
0: No. Yep. Wait. Didn't know that. Didn't sure. Know, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, you did okay, Matty boy. You did okay. What did you get? You got three out of, three out of six, seven, I think. Well, that's One, 50%. Two, three, four. Just like our yeah, radio bad, poles. Straight down the middle, dude. I'll take that oh mate it's all yeah. it's all parts portrait part, part, rhymes and all rhymes <laughs> you know crush you like a bug yeah I, I will but oh no uh good good
1: job good thinking tying it in with the uh the the luke us film cosplay and next up luke will be uh cal kestis and then luke blywalker
0: <laughs> yeah Jar <Georgia. Georgia>, Jar. <laughs> he, he's he's a kid to all of this i'll be wow. an ewok yes the same oh, I'm Same size, to that, actually. <laughs> it's <the> same
2: height.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we can chase you down and yeah. throw meatballs at you. And I will throw my spear. Yeah, Do you ever play and Throw of sausage one? rolls. We can unite <laughs> together to throw sausage rolls at all the Fanfare Trax crew. Out of love, though. Yes, yeah, out of love. Yes, it's coming. Definitely coming from a good place. Just like here, have uh, a sausage roll.
1: <laughs> yeah. slap. It's like everything i One of I've them gets a steak bake to the face. The face. Oh, it burns. <laughs> we could go on forever. I'm cutting it short. <laughs> Just like yeah. the Raylo community full of passion, full of love. That's where our pastry pounding of fanfare tracks is coming from. But um, <laughs> episode 134 has been a delight to be a part of an eye opener. Luke's falling off his chair in, in an epiphany moment at one point. Uh, Matilda, we'd like to extend our gratitude once again for coming on. Do go follow Matilda, the Swedish Jedi on Instagram. Uh, it'll be well worth your while, but That is that then for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. The fun does not end there. Maybe like Ben Solo. No no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker?
0: They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just search Mm -hmm. Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Send us a voice note or a message to our email address. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yes, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn,
1: Amazon Podcasts, uh, Anchor FM. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you are going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. Head on over to podchaser.com and please do the same. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're on there. So a five-star review on your provider of choice. Helps us more than you know. Helps us grow. Gets more listeners in. Plus means we get even more incredible interaction with you guys.
0: Each and every week. Yes absolutely. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your mates. Tell your cats. Go tell Frank Marshall. Tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. Their castle's spicier. Uh, Tell Vernay you'll crush him like a bug. If he doesn't
1: go away. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me. See ya.
0: And from Luke, may the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Tell that to Country Club.